0: Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. The F1 schedule is heating up. Will you go with the old, Reliable, and Max Verstappen? Or take your chance with a potential surprise. Download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code you see at the bottom of your screen somewhere. or Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Welcome to Nailing the Apex, everyone. I'm Tim Haraney. Please head on over to Spotify, give us a five-star rating and a follow. Same goes with Apple Podcasts as well as it really helps us grow the show. You can also watch us on YouTube. You can follow me on social media at Tim Haraney. Today, we're talking IndyCar and joining me from Sky Sports F1 covering IndyCar. It's Tom Gaymore. Tom,
1: how are you? Tim, thank you very much for having me. I'm suitably tired, actually, because it is, of course, post the month of May. and We've just had the Detroit Grand Prix So I'm off the back of a a pretty busy few weeks.
0: Um, So how does that, I guess, how does that uh, work for yourself? You're covering, I'm assuming, every single IndyCar race for Sky Sports this, this season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So essentially Sky has the rights for Formula One, and then we piggyback off the back of their their channel so it's just a wonderful tie-up that that sky have with NBC, and, and and we're able to to show the the indycar but as you'll know when you watch the indycar on NBC, that there's a there's a, a large number of commercials now we go in in the uk on on f1 or whatever the mode sport commercial free completely throughout the race so nice we apply that to IndyCar as well and there's no international feed. So when the NBC team, so when Lee, T-Bell and and Hinch go for a break, I will step in and cover that. So, So our viewers will stay on the race and the pictures and then you'll have my content. And I just try and, explain things because obviously indycar is very very different to formula one and it, 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 it's it's a sort of u.s sport so we've got a, a huge community here a massive fan base but we're growing that so we, we serve the, the existing fan base but we try and explain things for for the, for the new fans as well
0: so you've commented you know you've commentated on a lot of different types of racing and motorsports. you know what do you, what are your thoughts on indycar
1: so for me, and you know, I'm not being biased because I'm covering IndyCar at the moment. I, I genuinely think it's the the, the the greatest series in the world at the moment in terms of not just the, the jeopardy and the excitement and that sort of crescendo of entertainment that IndyCar tends to deliver throughout a race, but the, the strength in depth. I mean, you've only just got a look at last weekend. It's it's almost. Not impossible, but it but it's so hard to predict the top twelve. And then never mind the fast six. I mean who <laughs> there was who was not gonna make the fast six? It, it's so hard to to predict who's gonna be where. And that's what makes it fascinating for me. And you hear the drivers now, you know, they're resigned to the fact that if, if they just miss the bubble, that they're not even going through the group stage in qualifying.
0: Yeah, it's crazy just how close I mean I've I've always found with IndyCar like I so I used to race in Champ Car Champ Car Atlantic's but I've always found you know with that conversion into IndyCar you know the the gap between like first to like twentieth is separated by like five tenths six tenths and it's just so competitive you know watching you know Will Power not not getting into the fast six is like shocking to me because that guy today, right. top line yeah he's a top line driver right like.
1: Well, he's the king of qualifying. So, yeah. you know, and then you've got to look at the fact that he won the championship last year with only one victory. So, you know, we've got 17 races this year. We've had five different winners in the first seven. So it, it's just very, very difficult to, to predict. And I think entertain, uh, sport is entertainment and that's what keeps people on the edge of their seats. Whereas in other championships, it's a little bit easier to predict who's going to be where. So, that's why I think IndyCar. Just for, for me, right now, it's growing. It's on the the, the the crest of a wave. The Penske organization's done a wonderful job. The captain at the helm, and I, I just think that with with the drivers that they've got in the series now, I mean, there, there's no doubt in my mind. Alex Polo can win a world championship in Formula One if he, yeah. if he was there right now. And yeah, you know that that just shows the 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 sort of attraction you've got below pato award you've got that new guard you know you've got kata you've got um uh i mean marcus uh,
0: erickson coming up now is looking pretty sharp too right like
1: yeah yeah definitely you've got and marcus, then obviously armstrong, and right.
0: marcus armstrong as well marcus armstrong <laughs> I told
1: but you know Ericsson has come across from formula one and a lot of the drivers look at Roman Grosjean; he's not won a race for, for for just almost a decade, and you know now that they're, they're able to to compete at the front and, and and do it with a smile on their face, albeit Roman wasn't smiling at the end of the race uh, <laughs> at of the weekend. Of uh,
0: we'll get into the Detroit Grand Prix in a minute. I just, I'm just curious to know, like, you know what's the what's the appetite like for? for indycar over in the uk and then because i've been seeing uh just a lot more journalists from europe you know really starting to get into indycar and i've been seeing so much more um coverage from like journalists who i know who cover formula one you know really well are now starting to look at indycar and starting to cover that as well i mean what's what's the appetite like over there
1: yeah, I mean, for us, the appetite is growing, and, and we can see that in the numbers year on year. It, it, it's fabulous having IndyCar on such a, a great provider. Sky's a, a wonderful facilitator for, for viewers to, to get involved. You know, to give you an indication, not the Indy Five Hundred has just gone because I haven't seen those numbers yet. But last year's Indy Five Hundred, we had the we had more viewers for the Five Hundred than we did for the last day of the U.S. Open Golf. So, you know, that shows how how popular it is over here. And so, you know, we're, we're really pleased with, with the numbers. I know that IndyCar are really pleased with the demographic as well. You know, we've got a wonderful uh, audience, a spectrum in terms of uh, male, female, whoever it is, getting involved and, 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 and really enjoying it. And I always say on air, it's, it's, a, it's a community community. People come together on, on that, the, the Sunday night, and we all watch IndyCar together. And I feel like I'm just watching it with my mates. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. And it, you know, everyone's tweeting in. We've got the hashtag. And it, 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 it's a really, really friendly, friendly community. And, and everyone's just there enjoying themselves, which is quite rare on social media nowadays. It tends to be a bit more divisive.
0: Yeah, big time. Yeah, I find with uh, the IndyCar, the IndyCar community is always really strong, and it's always for the most part fairly fairly good conversation um, for the Detroit Grand Prix I mean Alex Pelot started on pole winning I mean he's extended his lead in this championship but at the end of the day like Tom what did you think of this drive because you know from my perspective this was a this was a driver who wants to win this championship but such a tough race to win the course was so technical any tiny little mistake and you know, it was going to end your race, and like he was he was incredible, this race. It just was. It was one of his best races, I thought.
1: Yeah. I mean, you must be bummed at the moment. No wonder he's leaving the team. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: well, it, you know, Alex Pillow for me has been about as dominant as you can be in IndyCar. You know, we've just talked about the, 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 the nuances between success and failure and how, how slender the margins are. But if you look at his performance at Indy as well, his first pole on an oval, but to to wreck with VK in the pit lane and then be 28th or wherever he was, and then to come back to, you know, he was so dominant in terms of that 500. And I've got no doubt, had he stayed at the front, he would have been at the front. I, I just can't see any of the others having the the, the car to beat him. So. That that was dominant. Obviously, he won on the street track on the road course. Sorry, at the beginning of the month of May, and then to come to Detroit, new circuit. No one's got a setup sheet to to refer to. He's got all the the, the depth in terms of talent on that grid to to fight off. And if you look at his margin in qualifying, that was. I mean, it was so staggeringly close. And then you've got. Alex Pallone and Scotty Mack just brought it down on the last lap, but he was like three, four tenths clear of everyone in second place. And then in the race, he looked like he, you know, there was that moment where he had the problem with the gearbox and they had to go into the emergency mode. And he didn't panic, you know, he didn't hit the wall, he didn't drop back. Okay, power got past him, but he just took his time, control, alt, delete. He's so calm and controlled in the car, and he's got so much confidence in terms of he's not brash. He doesn't talk about it. He he just trusts himself, and I think he goes about things in such a diligent and quiet manner. And when you see him off the circuit, he's he's you know he's just smiling, unassuming, just quiet, and and yet on the track, he's he's just this animal who who can just you know you know what I mean. You've driven. Yeah. Like, so, you yeah. get the problem that he had with the gearbox.
0: Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you see,
1: you see, drivers get flustered, get emotive, get on the radio shouting. You know, make a mistake, lose two, three, four, five spots, then they crash with something. You know, he, he he doesn't deliver on any of that, and his emotional intelligence is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, it, it, he's good at keeping himself calm and focusing on the the bigger picture. And it's difficult to do that, you know, while you're in a, a, a the race car because it sounds a, easy. <laughs> yeah, it's such a stressful environment, and yeah. there's so much you're you're getting thrown at you with information, and you're also trying to manage a race at the same time. I mean, I think for I think for Alex, he's going to be tough to beat from here on out. Like he he was. Well, someone's got to
1: come to the table now because. Yeah. He, his lead in the championship, you know, if he has another two more rounds like this, yeah, it's going to be very difficult to, to bring that margin back. So, yeah. you know, you've got Eriksson behind him, you've got Mugardt. You know, Patos. On, you know, we talk about emotional intelligence of being under pressure. You look at the two races that Patos just had. You know, he's got to control the lead. I use that term a lot, but he's got to come back to the table and 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 try and put it all together because. You know he's under real pressure now
0: i don't know what he was i don't know what he was thinking like i know he didn't want to go a lap down
1: he wouldn't have made the next if there are two corners there he was going so quickly wouldn't yeah. have made the next corner
0: there was no way he was making that corner there was just no way i just it's a shame really i i really like paddle and i like i i i like how aggressive he is i enjoy He's one of those in drivers he's one of those drivers I really enjoy watching.
1: Well, it's that yes. wow Montoya effect.
0: Yeah, know? he's got that wow factor,
1: right? Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like,
0: Wow, you know, what did this guy yeah. just do? This is incredible. Yeah. And I mean he just yeah, there's 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 that there's that whole having to like think through the entire race and not getting too caught up in what's going on. I mean, yeah, would he have been put a lap down? I mean for sure, but could he have gotten that back? Well, to see how that race to see how the Detroit Grand Prix really started to turn out, I don't see why he couldn't have gotten that Look comeback. at Erickson
1: at Nashville. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. In IndyCar. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Will Power, I mean, he's he's had an interesting season. I mean, like, I, coming into this, I, I really thought that Will was – because, you know, Will was dealing with a lot of stuff happen, happening mm-hmm. off track. You know, his wife got really ill, and, like, he was having to deal with – you know a lot of that making sure she was okay and like there was so much for him to manage and then also coming in and like having to compete and perform at a high level i have a massive amount of respect for will power um just for everything he's had to go through this year and for him to you know started p7 he came home uh p2 he's up to 8th in the championship now i believe i think for for me it's he was really impressive i don't know what did you think tom
1: Yeah, I think, you know, Will, there's still that willpower 2.0 that we talked about last week. We still see that this year. You know, he's not that emotive guy screaming and shouting, and and he seems very measured. He seems in control. And even before the Detroit Grand Prix, they were under pressure in terms of defending their championship points and their crown, and, you know, they they knew that they had to do something different. And and he just went about it in... uh, in, in that manner that we just talked about with Alex Pelot. You know, he didn't, he didn't overdrive. He didn't throw caution to the wind. He didn't, you know, if you look at Pato, who who just suddenly found 40 miles an hour of minimum speed that wasn't in the car. It's like, you know, he, he didn't make those mistakes and, and and he looked really good value to, to push Pillow all the way. It's just that, Pelo was so strong. I mean, there was no one that was going to beat him, but, you know, Will Will did a really good job of, of, of trying to make that happen. And, you know, he, he rolled his sleeves up and, and got his knees and elbows out at the end there when, when there was that contact between him and Dixon.
0: Dixon, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was good down at turn three, and then he, he, he returned the favour at the next right hand there. And, yeah, I thought, you, you know, it, it was good. It was good to see Felix Rosenquist get his first rostrum as well because he's he's deserved that he's been you know arguably the, the quicker driver in qualifying you know yeah. he had the pole at texas you know he was really good he looked like he had the the rocket at uh ims at the 500 in terms of the, the arrow mclaren drivers i know pato was up there but all the noise was about felix for pole position and in the race he looked really good and you know he he, he was good value at detroit as well
0: i'm interested to see how the team handles the uh, the situation between himself and and Alex Rossi. I know Rossi said, you know, at the end of the race that they would handle it internally. But I, I'm saying, like, Alex is like, you know, he's saying, like, oh yeah, we'll handle this internally. But it's, but but it's like it's kind of like, well, hold on a second, you're new to the team, right? Like, it, it's like Felix has been there for quite a long time and like he's gonna race everybody
1: and also you know I, I don't disagree with felix you know alex did make it difficult for him he did start yeah. to move in the breaking zone and 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 he did lean on felix on the entry to the corner and i don't think felix drove him out he was just compromised because obviously the you know he entered the corner so tight his, his natural arc going to be and if you're on the outside you you're going to get driven out and I think Felix probably was a little bit aggrieved and and didn't didn't necessarily feel like lifting on the exit. And I I don't think, I think Felix said, well, listen, I don't want to go into it now, but (laughs) 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 But I think, you know, they're both reasonably fair drivers. And actually when they watch that back, when Alex watches that back and says, okay, fair dudes," like I would have done the same in your situation there. 100%.
0: Um, Rossi actually has been uh, really good since moving over to Errol McLaren, and I'm not trying to take anything away from what Andretti Autosport has done, but the team as a whole and having Gavin Ward there and everything they've been accomplishing so far this season... I mean, we always talk about the big three, where it's you know Penske, Ganassi, and but I would say it's like you you've got to factor in you know McLaren as you know in the top three. I would say like in yeah. that big three, they've been spectacular, and and I think Rossi has really turned things around here. I really do. Well, he's, he's taken quite a few well. punches
1: this year, and he's still in it. You yeah. know, he's still churning out fifth places, or you know, he's still in the points fight for the for the for the title, and he's taking those punches. So you you have to say that when it all clicks there he's he's going to be pretty formidable because if he can churn out the results that he is at the moment with a new team with limited testing with you know taking a few hits with just missing the bubble in qualifying starting in the mid you, you know he's he's going about things in in, in a sensible way and you, when he gets a bit of luck, that's what I mean when it all clicks. Yeah. You know, when he just gets that bit of luck, I think he will be. And I thought it was coming his way when when the heavens opened <laughs> on the exit of turn three, but he just didn't have the the grip to hang on.
0: Um, Kyle Kirkwood uh, had a very impressive drive uh, from P twelve, but then also, you know, he had the issue with uh, the incident with with uh, with Callum Eyelott coming home to finish uh, P six for for Kirkwood. Um,
1: he was my pick. Oh, no way. Okay. Well, as well as Pilar, I said, listen, you know, I think those two for driver of the day. uh, Yeah. I think that was impressive from Kirkwood.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. eh, Tom, like once he got that first win there at uh, Long Beach, it's just been, he's been really strong like since then, eh? Like, because if you think about like his performances from last year and then, you know, granted obviously being with Aj and like, uh, I, I know the team is not really all the way there, but at the same time, I mean, you would think that would suck some of his confidence out of him. But moving over to, to Andretti, he's been he's been really good. Like really, yeah, and he
1: doesn't let sort of little things phase him. And uh, he was disappointed with qualifying, but he you know he, he doesn't let that worry him. He yeah. he's, he's back out on a Sunday and 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 going for gold. And you know he yeah he. He reminds me of a young Joseph Newgarden in 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 one way, you know. He's he's that way inclined. Yeah. yeah,
0: Good point. Um, Scott McLaughlin, you had mentioned him there off the top. Uh, he's been super impressive in qualifying. Some of the races, it hasn't really come together for him. I mean, obviously, we we had the incident that happened in St. <laughs> Pete, and you know but, so,
1: gotta keep talking about that.
0: <laughs> but it's like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of like I'm just. I'm waiting for this guy to put it all together. Like he's been-
1: He's, he's good been on those street tracks. I mean, that's- So impressive. I mean, he, Cause to come from driving a big, heavy V8 with a roof over your head and to, you know, to, to then make the transition into a single seater and, and, and learn how the aero works and how you roll speeds, a completely different way of driving. You've almost got to unlearn everything that, that you've spent your whole career developing and then to to do that i think's really impressive and, and and to do it in a field that we've been talking about how strong that field is and how many drivers there are that are capable of winning all over the world whatever the series you know he he for me has been a seriously uh, you know serious surprise package and i i've always said i think it's easier to go the other way you know from single, from aero to you know driving something with a roof and, and yeah. you know because things slow down and, and, you, and you can sort of if you're patient you can learn to, to wait for the weight transfer and that kind of stuff but it, it's harder to trust aero and to be commit you know go to barber for example and, and actually trust the aero and, and and be committed or road america and, and you know he's been that okay he's great on the street tracks but he's been you know he's been excellent on the ovals you you know look at texas and you know his IMS pace is 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 really strong I love him off the track as well and and I love what he's done that sort of bromance with Joseph Newgarden because he, <laughs> he's almost brought Newgarden out of this shell that, yeah. you know not that he was in a shell but it's like this 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 sort of cheeky chap naughty character that Newgarden's been hiding away and now Scotty Max kind of kind of arrived and, and they're like playing up together and then you've got Will Power who's like the dad you know with like their their sort of you know the hand on the hips kind of thing
0: I think uh, like yeah I, mean, I always saw Joseph as he was always really buttoned up and he was yeah. always there for the sponsors yeah. and making sure he was clean cut and then yeah that's a that's a good point that you make about about uh, McLaughlin bringing Joseph out of his shell because I do agree with that action and I never thought of it that way but yeah that's a good point that you, uh, that you make I think um, for Detroit I think McLaughlin feels that Grosjean might have done him a bit dirty in uh, in Detroit, as I think he feels like he probably could have got away with the top five, but Grosjean. Uh, his his uh, his collision with with Grosjean, I think it was in turn one or something. There like that. There was always going to be
1: an incident with a car coming out of the pits. There, oh yeah, for sure. It, it, there was always going to be one, and it just it just happened to be those two. I mean, romance got two speeds, flat out and stop, and and, and Scotty Mount is pretty similar as well. So those two sort of fighting for the same bit of real estate. It, it just it's never going to work out.
0: I think I, I think I like texted you or something and you were said like I hope this race isn't chaos and I'm like oh dude that pit that 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 pit exit yeah. on on a green flag is gonna yeah. be chaos
1: and it was sure for those two
0: <laughs> what do you think about that I mean I've never seen I've never seen a split down the middle for a pit lane before in my entire life but. I mean, it seemed like it worked out pretty good. Time I don't know. One of
1: moments was in qualifying, I think, with Carl Kirkwood, and one of, <laughs> he got into. He nearly took his front wing off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got, was he? Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like, if he had to go into pit lane because he was just like so on the limit, he couldn't bring the car back for yeah. for that second yeah. final turn yeah. there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. C- crazy man. And then I think like in the race, if I remember correctly, Ferrucci. Yeah he
1: was
0: (laughs) yeah but he was pitted like his pit box was so weird too because he was right at pit in and it looks yeah yeah it looks so awkward for him to get in get into it and at one point it looks like he literally blew right blew right past it and had to go back out do another tour to come back in to get pits because man it was that that was why i've never seen anything like it but i mean the track the track as a whole it's it's definitely, uh, definitely IndyCar-ish, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it's basically suck it up and uh, spend it in sleep. But speaking, <laughs> I spoke to one or two of the, the British drivers, and they said it actually uh, was really good fun to drive. It, it's just that when you had the other cars around you, it was problematic. Really <laughs> but if you were just you on know, one lap by yourself, it was a really good challenge. But it was tough. I mean, those, brake, those bumps into the braking zone at yeah. Turn 3 were and and you know six and seven just caught so many people out it was just
0: rattle your bones like i i I I remember a hundred
1: laps around there oh my god i've got a metal back there's no way i would have done five laps Mm -hmm. around there
0: no i'd be you'd be so beat up like you'd be you'd be bruised You'd be bruised real good at, at that track when you're coming. I wonder how team. Marcus
1: Armstrong's doing it because he's out the car, you know, as a driver. Yeah, you yeah. can train as hard as you like, but match fitness is is so important. Being in the car all the time helps. He's out the car for for weeks at, at an end, and then and he's going to get in the car, and suddenly, you know, you've got Detroit, an absolute bone shaker. going to rattle your fillings out, and then, you know... He's he's a he's a little guy, and he's used to power He's like, you know, like
0: That's so good, man. Um, I I'd be curious for Marcus if he decides to run a full season of IndyCar. Like I know he wasn't too big on the, to ovals the ovals and stuff,
1: but he definitely wants to do those ovals because Taku's not in the car yet. That's not a done deal. So the rumor is he's going to be in for Gateway and
0: yeah. I heard about I heard about that. I'd be curious to know about next season, if he does the, does the full season. Cause I know like sometimes when some of the European drivers do tend to, to come over and to do IndyCar, they always kind of shy away from doing the ovals. But then once they, and it is, and you know, it is, but like, you know, you can see it with, you know, Grosjean I think would be a perfect example where yeah. Grosjean misses those ovals and he comes back and he kind of, Surveys the landscape, sees what they're like, and then once he starts doing them, he gets that yeah. gets that confidence up. But um, I think you have got to dip
1: your toe in and, yeah. and you know walk around the pool a few times because you know we are petrified of the ovals. It's so different to anything that we've ever done, and it's you know it, it's gladiatorial. I mean, for you, oh, yeah. <laughs> to trust the car and trust everyone around you, and, and and the speeds are just you know it's like a telephone number in terms of the speeds. It's like nothing you know you've ever experienced, and it, you know, it, it it's a bit like MotoGP or the Isle of Man TT. There's still that element of danger there, you know. And I think drivers in this era, they're not necessarily conditioned to to sort of uh, adopt that that sort of that risk. Um, and and it, you, you, listen, you see lots of drivers that that drop out of IndyCar. You know, you've got to look at Max Chilton, you know, people that have dropped out and said, listen. I I I will do the road course but but I don't I don't fancy the oval anymore. And and that's fair enough.
0: Who has uh who who's impressed you the most so far uh this season? Like who who's really stood out? I mean, take away like Alex Pillow, the Will Powers, some of the drivers we've already spoken about who have been super impressive, but outside of them, who else?
1: I think for me, you know, obviously Alex has been brilliant because he's had to bounce back from, from that pressure cooker that was last year and that was really unpleasant and, and, a, and a really difficult place for him and everyone and, and he is such a likeable guy. He, he, he's been incredibly resilient to sort of bounce back. Uh, you know, I, I think Carl Kirkwood is doing a good job and, and you, you, know, you measure him up against Colton Herter, which for me has been the, there's something not quite right there he's not been the same guy and what went on with you know losing Brian to Carl and and, and, there's something not quite right with him Um, and you can see it in his driving, you can see it in his demeanour, you can see it off the track, it just doesn't Look like it's quite clicking, but in order for Carl to come in and you know challenge Roman, challenge Colton, you know Roman Grosjean's as quick as they come over a lap. You know we know how quick Colton is over a lap in an IndyCar, so I think he he's he's done a a, a, a wonderfully good job. I, I think Callum Ilott's always bubbling away, but he has such a difficult month in May. You know he's he's sort of giant killing performances at the beginning of the year, are like distant memory because it was just. It, it was torturous to watch at times and him driving that car around. And oh, he, he was so close to making it through the group stages in Detroit, you know. And if he would have been in the Fast Twelve, you, you stand half a chance then. And so, you know, Callum was just a, not, you know, missed it by a smidgen in Detroit, but but then had that had that incident, that <laughs> three we just think aren't oh, no. So it's been a difficult few races for Callum, but but I think he's. You know he's 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 the real deal as well.
0: Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you on that. I I think Callum's awesome. Um, his teammates really been really impressive to me. Augustine Canapino. Great. I didn't ex- I didn't expect him to be like this good. First time like just first time speaking with him back in I think it was like February or January February when I did a media day for IndyCar and and like he had only been speaking English for like like a month and. He his it was really good. Right. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, this guy can actually really speak English. He's only been doing it for a month. That's incredible. And then once to see him once I saw him in preseason testing and then his first race and then his second and then like he's just been building this this confidence and he's just I don't know, he's just a driver who's really stood out to me because when I was
1: talking about Scotty Mack earlier on, I I actually rolled into Canapino because he's been arguably as impressive because you know Junko Tollinger they're still learning their trade yes they don't want to be called a small team they they almost find that insulting now because they're not a small team you know they've invested heavily and, and, and they are growing but they're still learning they're still at the beginning of their learning curve so they might be a bigger team but they're still learning and he is as far down the sort of you know, if you look at how far he's had to come with his learning curve, then, you know, he's very much still learning. They've got a young driver leading, leading the team in Callum who's still learning. So, you know, I, th- I think he's been phenomenal. And and had he been in a Penske car or a Chip Ganassi car, you know, he, 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 he really would have, you know, really surprised us even more, I think, you know.
0: Last thing for you before we take off. Uh, if you're running Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing, what do you do?
1: I, I, they'll be scratching their heads so hard at the moment. I don't I think. I feel that.
0: so bad for them.
1: <laughs> and yet, you know, Graham was was broken in his interview after after Detroit. You know, I, someone said in my ears from the gallery that that that's the voice of a broken man. You know, he genuinely, off the back of everything that happened, and it was painful. You know, at at IMS to to watch them in you know fight it out on bump day, and then to come. You know, Jack Harvey, he's a British F three champion. You look at what he achieved at Mayor Shank, he he's not three seconds off of yeah. you know, the, the 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 front runners. You know, he he's a proper proper peddler. And and so's Graham. And and you know, they're they're nowhere near and they're consistently nowhere near. And it yeah. they've got some Big names there, you know. Oh,
0: yeah. And,
1: and, you know, they, they've they've recruited heavily on the engineering side. I, I, I can't work it out. I mean, it's almost... We talk about how tight the championship is. They're off the back of it. it, it, it they're so far behind, you know? I, know.
0: I always get wondered if... I always wonder if they get lost, like, because I know they had done some arrow running and stuff like that. I always wonder if they get sort of lost in that because yeah. it was... You know, Graham kind of alluded to... So and sort of Bobby, they kind of alluded to something similar during the 500, like during qualifying. And I just wonder if they just maybe have gotten lost in that data because of the thing with the thing with the IndyCar is you know what's your shock package like? What's your spring package like? And you know what's your damper package looking like? And so I think I don't know if they maybe not gone away from that, but maybe not invested as much in that as as they possibly could. And then you know they've also got that new factory they brought online and. You know, maybe some things got lost in translation. Switching everything over, but I don't know. I feel I feel bad for the team because they do work really hard. It's yeah. not like the team's it's, just sitting on their ass. Like no, tired. and they,
1: you know, they're trying hard to put a smile on their faces. Yeah, and, you know, you're never going to go about it and, and be successful if if you give up. So they they, they haven't given up. But you, you, you're right though; they've lost that sort of base. They, they don't seem to have that base where you can build upon every time they turn up it's you know it's it's gone wrong before they've even rolled it out of the truck and then they don't know you know they were saying at indianapolis why are we throwing these changes you know why are we doing these changes like what 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 we're just throwing changes at the car you know what where are we going with this kind of thing and it you they, they do seem lost and it's it, it's sad to see because you know for jack jack's fighting for his career now
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah I feel bad for Jack too, because like it's like you said, he's a good driver. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's got the talent, man. I just it doesn't make any sense. But uh, Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Really appreciate it. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and what you're working on.
1: Yeah, so I'm on Twitter predominantly. I'm not cool enough to be on Instagram, although I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm at TV Talker on Instagram, but I'm uh, at Tom Gaymore. T-A-Y-M-O-R on Twitter. You'll find me predominantly on there.
0: Uh, Thanks very much, man. really appreciate you taking the time to do this. That's Tom Gaymore. I'm Tim Haraney. You can get me on social media at Tim Haraney. If you want more Nailing the Apex, you can get that wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also head over to YouTube and watch us on there. Tom, thanks again. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, buddy.